Thanks for tuning in to Hungry Gen Audio Podcast. It would mean the world to us if you could help us spread the gospel message of Jesus by subscribing to, sharing, and leaving a review on this podcast. We are believing to see thousands saved locally and millions globally. Thanks and enjoy this week's message. Today I want to be speaking on the believer's arsenal. Now, the arsenal, the actual definition, it is a collection of weapons, say a collection of weapons, and military equipment stored by a country, person, or a group. Now, God has given us military equipment. When he formed us, when he shaped us, he knew us, he put weapons inside of us, military weapons to fight the enemy. To break bondages off of our lives. To break nasty evil habits. He put weapons and the power, the full power of the Holy Spirit to be inside of us. So that no weapon formed against us will prosper. So that no enemy that comes your way will ever trample on you. But God says that he's given you authority to have the devil subject to you. God has given us his power. God has given us his authority in Jesus Christ's name. Because of what he did for us, we have the weapons, we have the military equipment to break every single curse upon off of our life in Jesus' name. 1 Timothy 6.12, it says that Paul is saying to fight the good fight of faith. Why did Jesus give us this military equipment? To fight the good fight of faith. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. I thought God fights our battles for me. thought God always fights my battles. He does. God will always fight your battles, but he will never do your part. He will never do your part in the battle. He will fight the enemy. He will fight that addiction. He will fight that habit. He will fight that curse. He will fight your bondage, but he will never do your part. We as believers, we have weapons. And when we decide to pick up those weapons, we are are victorious over the enemy. When you decide to fight, you will be free. That's a promise that God has given us. When we fight, we are free. When we decide to take up the arms, the military equipment that God has given us, victory will be ours. And I don't want us to be content with the counterfeit victory that the world has to offer. Maybe in this place, maybe live stream viewers you're watching today on the Zoom, here in the pews. I don't know what you're going through, but maybe you're dealing with depression. Don't be content with pills. Don't be content with the counterfeit. Here's three steps to manage your depression or to help your anxiety or to, to, to lower, to just to subside it just for one day or just for one week. Here, take some drugs. It says, here, take some alcohol. Drink, drink your life away to subside it just for a few hours. Take these 10 steps, my, my free 10-step course that you will be able to lower your depression by 10% or you'll be able to manage your anxiety. We're not managing anxiety. We're not funding the demons in our life. We're called to expose and to expel, to rebuke and to renounce in this house. Somebody shout amen. As you deal with nightmares, if you're dealing with, with, with seeing demons in your house, you're dealing with addictions, you're dealing with uh, a lifestyle that is perverted, that is immoral, God has given you weapons to fight those things. God has given you a weapon to be victorious. As citizens of heaven, we have rights. Those rights are to the Holy Spirit. Those rights are to peace, to joy, 
to have love, to have the Father's love. Those fruits of the Holy Spirit are ours. As citizens of heaven, we have rights. We have these things that are ours. But sometimes the enemy will make things exalted against the knowledge of God. But if we use these weapons that I'm going to explain today, I believe you will walk in dominion in Jesus' name. The first weapon I want to talk about is a weapon of your perspective. See, in the Bible, all throughout, especially in the New Testament, God called things that were not as though they were. Jesus, when he saw a dead little girl, he said, don't worry, she's only sleeping. He called things that were not as though they were. Because he saw in the spiritual realm that it is alive. That the dry bones can live. But everyone laughed at him. Jesus said, this girl is only asleep. She's not dead. And he began to command the little girl. And because of Jesus' perception, because he saw through spiritual eyes and not physical the little girl was raised back to life. In our lives, there are things that are not. Maybe you are not living the life you're supposed to. Just like Paul, you inevitably do what you should not be doing and you don't do what you should be doing. In our lives, there are some things that are not. Maybe you are not in freedom, not in victory today. But I want to tell you, because of the cross... Because of what happened 2,000 plus years ago, you are redeemed. Victory is yours. In Colossians 2, 14 and 15, it says, He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Verse 20 says, you have died with Christ and he has set you free from the spiritual powers of this world. I want to tell you today, church, the things that are not are so because of the cross, because Jesus cried, just because Jesus took all the sin, you can live in victory. You can live in freedom. You can walk in dominion. You can walk in your righteousness. You can live a life that is pleasing to Jesus because of the cross because of the cross you are redeemed because of the cross because Jesus died for us you cannot live because Jesus took all the curse of the world that shall ever be you can now live a blessed and prosperous free life in the name of Jesus deliverance comes when Jesus is more real than your bondage deliverance comes freedom comes victory you can walk in dominion when Jesus becomes more real than your addictions when Jesus becomes more real than the nightmares at night when Jesus becomes more real than your sin than the repetition of sin in your life those evil thoughts of suicide in your life deliverance will come when Jesus is more real it is the same for healing healing will come when Jesus is more real than your sickness. That's what Catherine Kuhlman said. Healing will come when Jesus is more real than your sickness. I believe the same thing for deliverance. It is the same thing for deliverance. When Jesus, when you believe, when the doctors have said, you're only going to live for another six months. 
write your eulogy, write your, say your goodbyes to your family. But the Word of God says, by His stripes, by His stripes I'm healed. The world may say that you're always here. Just come to therapy to manage your depression, your suicide, your anxiety, your addictions. Come to rehab. But God says, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. When Colossians becomes more real than the things that are, than the devil that is active in your life, you will receive deliverance. When you have died with Christ and he has set you free from the spiritual powers of this world that he shamed publicly by the victory over them on the cross, he shamed the devil forever and ever for each and every one of us. The devil is defeated in our lives. He is forever. There's no way the devil can recover from this blow. There's no way the devil can have victory over your life because of the cross. But the only way is because of the strongholds he builds in our mind. The lies that we believe that we're not good enough. That we may have an orphan spirit, that we're not able to receive the Father's love. That we've never had a touch of the Holy Spirit. That is a lie of the enemy. It's like Sarah said, you are love. God delights in you. He delights in every detail of your life. You can have victory because of the cross. I don't know about you, but I can just end the sermon right there. I think that's good enough for me. Just think about the cross, what Jesus did for me. What Jesus did for my family, for my whole life. The suffering, the cup that Jesus drank was for you so that you may live, so that you will have everlasting life. Deliverance came to the Israelites when God became more real. The, Israel came, the, Israelites, became, uh, the Israelites received deliverance when God became more real than Pharaoh to Moses. In Exodus 3, 10, 11 says, come I will send you to Pharaoh. God is speaking to Moses. Come I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring the people of Israel out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? Who am I? Now Moses, Moses knew who God was. Moses knew how powerful. Before this, when God encountered Moses, he said, Moses, come up to me well hold on take off your shoes for this is holy ground and Moses hid his face for he was afraid to look at God Moses knew who God was see Moses didn't say God who are you to tell Pharaoh to let my people go no no he said God who am I God I know you're all powerful God I know you you can split the Red Sea God I know that the wind and the waves obey you God I know you're able to bring the dead back to life God you're able to conquer my enemies but who am I to tell Pharaoh who am I to wage warfare against my addiction that I've been dealing with for 25 years who am I to deal with a generational curse to command that generational curse to break off of me that has been in my family for generations and generations. Who am I to break the powers of witchcraft? To break the powers of the enemy over my life? Who am I? Who am I? Today as believers, if you're thinking this way like Moses, we must change our perspective from who am I to who is Pharaoh. Who am I to who is Pharaoh? Who is Pharaoh to make you think that he has dominion over your life. When Jesus said 2,000 plus years ago that he has victory because of the cross. 
that because of the cross he has victory over the devil the bible says that he disarmed them he disarmed the rulers he disarmed the spiritual authority so don't let pharaoh make you believe who you are you are a son of God. You are a child of God. You are loved. You are powerful. The fullness of the Holy Spirit is living inside of you. Change your perspective from who am I to who is Pharaoh. Now, I'm not saying all this, you have this power, you have all this identity in Christ. You do. But that does not allow us to live however we want to live. That does not give us the right to live however we want to live. The Bible says the cross is folly to those who are perishing that means the, the 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 benefits of the cross is nonsense to those who are perishing to hell those who live their own life those who live for themselves those who are their own god the cross is folly to those but it is everlasting life to those who who believe in jesus for second samuel verse 1 through 25 says how how the mighty have fallen in the midst of battle don't think because just because you have all these promises God died on the cross so that we can live so we can lift ours so that we can carry ours every single day God died on his cross so that we are empowered to lift up ours point number two the weapon of your word Exodus 3, 7 through 8, it says, Then the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. I know their sufferings and I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land to good and a broad land. The Lord has your deliverance planned out. He's just waiting for your prayers. The Lord has your freedom written in his plan. This person will be free today. This person will be delivered. She'll be set free. But he's waiting on your call. He's waiting on your cry. He's waiting on your prayers. Psalms 56.9 it says, Then my enemies will turn back in the day when I call. In the day when I call. This I know that God is for me. See, God is for you. God will deliver you from your enemies only in the day that you call. Only in the day that you decide to pick up the weapon of your words and say, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke the spirit of fear. And in the name of Jesus, I rebuke depression. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke this pharaoh of addiction. In the name of Jesus, I wage warfare. You devil, you have no right over my life. Whatever legal right, I take it off of me. I break the curse. I break every generational curse. I break every fear. I break every recycling sin over my life. When you decide to use your words, God's power is activated in your life. When you decide to wage warfare, when you decide to intercede for your family, God's power is activated in your life. I don't know about you but today I need you to start using your words today I need you to start rebuking today I need you to start commanding things out of your life when you decide to use your words the power of God the power of the God of Isaac Jacob and Abraham is active in your life the dead was raised to life as a response to the command of Jesus because Jesus spoke it into existence the dead was ready well, dead was raised to life the dead was ready to be raised to life it was just waiting for Jesus' commands 
Ezekiel, can these dry bones live again? Well, God, surely you know. Ezekiel, prophesy to these dry bones that they may live again. We need to prophesy some things in life. The most important man of God, woman of God in your life is yourself. Is a person in the mirror. The most important prophetic word that you can, that you can be spoken over your life is your own words. Is your own declarations over your life. As believers, we need to renounce and prophesy things over our lives. So when we use our words, we're not, I heard this girl when I was going out roasters. I heard this girl, I was grabbing my drink and I was leaving. And the guy next to her said, um, hey, it's 11-11, make a wish. She's like, I wish I, was, I wasn't in thousands of dollars in debt. Oh God, Jesus help her. <laughs> it's not wishing upon a star. Jesus is not a genie. Power of God is living inside of you to command. And when we use our words, use it like this. Say there's a curse upon your life. And when you pray a prayer like this, in the name of Jesus... This curse that has been afflicting me, I break it off of me in Jesus' name. And I speak prosperity. Say it's a generational curse of sickness. I break the generational curse of sickness off of my life. I renounce it. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And I speak health over my life. Break off the curse and speak blessing in the place of the curse that's how you use your words as believers this is how we use our words when you break off the chains of the enemy when you command the chains to be broken the mountains to be moved the seas to be split then you say in the name of Jesus I speak the word of God over my life the Bible says I have put my words in your mouth that's how we overcome by speaking the word of God over our lives in place of the curse so in your prayer time when you're spiritually worn against the enemy, in the name of Jesus, I command this lack, this stagnation, this limitation upon my finances. In the name of Jesus, I command it to go in the name of Jesus and pray in the name of Jesus. Speak the literal name of Jesus when you command things out. It is in the name of Jesus that you have authority. So when you speak in the name of Jesus, I command this thing to go. That's why when we have prayer line, we say, I cast you out in the name of Jesus and we say be filled with the Holy Spirit be filled speak things over your life prophesy to those dry bones in your life declare some things over your life in the place of the curse and our last and final point is the weapon of the armor the weapon of the armor is not so that the attacks of the enemy will come it's so that when they do come that you will not fall victim to it. The Bible says in Ephesians 6 10 to 11 it says a, a final word be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power put all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. So it's not that that weapons won't be forged against us it's that they won't prosper. Weapons will always come. They will always be forged. That word forged is the exact word meaning for tailor so when you get a suit tailored specifically to your body type so that the enemy will attack you based on your mindset based on your heart posture based on your perspective based on your on your foundation in Christ the devil will tailor weapons forge weapons to fight you to bring you down into sin bring you down into condemnation bring you down from the ministry bring you out of the will of God but the armor 
the whole armor what is the whole armor how do we put on the whole armor it's not just confessing it it's living the armor the armor is representative of the word of God all of it is stand Ephesians 6 14 to 17 it says stand therefore fasten on the belt of truth the belt of truth that holds together fun fact there's little tiny cells in our body that holds every cell together and it's in a shape of a cross fun fact for you guys but the word of God keeps us together that the wind and the waves may come and Jesus was still sleeping in the boat why because he knew he had authority over those winds over those waves to keep us together and having put on the breastplate of righteousness why did David say in Psalms that I will walk within my house with a perfect and wise heart why did he say I will set nothing wicked before my eyes why did he say I shall not have a perverse heart I shall not know wickedness why was he able to say that because in Psalms it also says that I have hidden your word where in my heart that I might not sin against you the breastplate of righteousness you're able to live righteously you're able to live a holy lifestyle pleasing to God why because of the word that is in your heart it is our job to fill our mind of the knowledge of God and it is God's word God's God's job to fill our heart with the word of God to hide it within us to make it a rema word a revelation within our lives to live in the word of God the Bible says that the Word of God is able to train you up in righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness. And the shoes for your feet having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. The Bible says that the Word of God is a lamp unto your feet. And it will light your path. How we live, how we act, how we hold ourselves, how we do in ministry. This is all by the Word of God. How we live. The Bible says, I will show you how to live. I will teach you how to walk. You may be walking on sharp things. It may hurt walking with God. But I will put shoes on you to protect your feet. I will teach you the ways. I will teach you how to live. I will teach you how to walk. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith which, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. The devil will always try to throw weapons your way, fiery darts to pierce you, to make you believe in certain things, to make you believe in lies, to build strongholds in your mind. But the word of God says, I am free. But the cross be says that I have victory over the devil. You extinguish the fiery arrows of the devil. How? By defending yourself with the word of God. How was Jesus after 40 days of fasting and prayer in the wilderness at his weakest point physically was able to fight the devil because of the word of God. He used not his own words but the word of God to fight against the enemy. And take up the helmet of salvation. It's not just knowing that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. It is knowing that you have authority in the name of Jesus. You have authority. You can able to trample on snakes and scorpions and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, which we talked about in point number two. Speaking, commanding the word of God over your life. Jesus, you split the Red Sea. The Bible says in Acts, I'm pretty sure it's four, um, Acts three. Peter was saying after he got charged with certain things after preaching the gospel and many people got saved. He went back to the congregation and he started praying. And he said, Lord, you split the Red Sea. Lord Jesus, you command the wind and waves to go where they should be. Lord Jesus, you have all the power. You are almighty. Give me boldness to preach the gospel. 
as he was confessing well, who God is, as he was confessing who God is, he was able to preach the gospel because he knew the word. The word was in Peter and Peter was able to preach the gospel boldly. And when you declare things to principalities and powers, say, I command you to let me go in the name of Jesus. Loose your grip in the name of Jesus Christ. I break your power off of my life. You devil, you evil spirit, I command every weapon formed against me to break off of me in the name of Jesus. That's using your words. Every piece of armor is the word of God. Living by the word of God will keep you firm against the attacks of the enemy. The Bible says to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. And everybody rise to their feet. I want to end with this. There's a parable in the Bible of one man built his house on the rock. One man built his house on the sand. This is representative of the man that built his word, this life on the word of God. He put on the whole armor of God every day. He picked up a cross and followed Jesus living by the word of God. Letting the lamp of the word of God light up his feet, light up his path. But the other man lived based on his own desires based on his own flesh based on whatever he wanted to do and when somebody say when when the waves and the storm came guess whose house was still standing the house that was built on the solid rock i want to tell you today church that this word of god is no joke this word of god is not something to take lightly if you don't know this word of god you do not know jesus as believers we believe not just certain chapters not just certain things we don't just believe God is love but we believe a God who hates wickedness every word from generation from Genesis to Revelation every word is truth build your life on this word make this word the foundation of your life put on the armor of this word it will help you to stand firm against the enemy it will help you attack the enemy to cast down strongholds, every lofty opinion, every argument that is highly exalted against the knowledge of God. This is the weapon that we use to break strongholds. This is a weapon that we use to cast out demons. This is a weapon that we use to be free, to be victorious in Jesus' name. Everybody shouted amen. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this week's message. If you like what you've heard, you can find more of this great content on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and even Pinterest. In other words, we would love to connect with you for the latest and greatest info on all conferences and internships. Remember, better is not good enough. The best is yet to come.